Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hello everyone, and welcome to the next exciting episode of TenshiCast, presented by TenshiForum.com. As I continues on its third week of airing, more and more we are seeing the story unravel. To help us turn the pages this week is Chuck. Yo. Pi. My boy Tenji Masaki. Manga Man. Oh yeah. Nil. Diane. Never drink coffee that has been anywhere near a fish. Who? Alright everyone, look right here for a moment, okay? And Yoku. I'm Tenchi Wasted, man! Just like last week, favorite moments, least favorite moments. I think we can all agree on the recaps for Momo. It's pretty much been the only least favorite moment. I want to start off with the bad part of it, because the good parts, Hachiko's personalities switch within uh, the the episodes of this week. You never really expect a, a girl like her, especially a stern one like that, to, uh, in a moment of battle when losing her weapon to just be this timid little person. I love people who have like a, three, a 180 of emotion of a person. One minute they're tough, the next thing you know, they're this fragile being. It, it, I, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting moment. And of course, the episode dealing with uh, Ryoko's culinary expertise, I think we can all say, is a callback from her manga, manga moments. That I believe this, one of the side, side stories deals with that same situation. Ryoko should never be in a kitchen. And, 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 and if anything, unless she's a food taster, she should never be anything cooking in a kitchen. So those are my best and uh, least favorite moments. For me, on the least favorite moment block, just to kind of vary it up besides the recap episode, uh, I'd say my least favorite moment, just going to be that guy, was uh, Hachiko's 180 turn. I don't hate it, but at the same instance, I don't love it. But again, for being the only thing that kind of was off to me, I enjoyed everything else about the series. I'd say my favorite moment would have to be the discovery that Sasami was a member of the MIB. With just her flashing the classrooms like, hey, now I'm going to be a part of the student council. That was great. Favorite moment? I'm going to have to say yes. Agent S. Sasami and Men in Black. Two things I never thought I'd see together. And it was hilarious. And it makes perfect sense. Well, she's got all kinds of stuff like that, I'm sure, that she could just pull out of a drawer. Uh, oh, here you go, honey. Here, have fun. Go to the school. Just be sure you you make them look into this uh, the, the, this little light here when you're all done, okay? And uh, least favorite this week, I loved it. I I really don't have one, so it's the it's a cop out for me. But I mean, you know, if I had to say, I guess the recap. They're following the formula. We kind of know, okay, end of the week equals recap, and it promotes uh, promotes the local areas. So yeah, if I had to cop out, that'd be my least favorite. But fantastic week. I'm actually very surprised no one has mentioned Tenshi busting out the the sword. I would have I could have sworn that that would have been everyone's favorite moment. I mean, it's the first time we've seen Tenshi be a badass in well over a decade and a half. So that one just by default for me wins best moment so far of the entire show as far as I'm concerned. 
of this week in particular, though, I would have to say was my favorite moment was just Benny. After they escaping, after they escaped the the warehouse, she just turns around and just out of nowhere decks Tenchi. I just thought that was great. It was out of, came out of nowhere and sort of reminded me of uh, Ryoko trying to punch Yosho back in OVA one. I just thought it was so hilariously unexpected. It was just one of those moments where you're just like, oh, they they escaped. Oh, that's great. And then all of a sudden, oh, down on the floor. Uh, that was my favorite moment. Least favorite moment? I again, I I'm gonna sort of take the cop out route and say I guess technically it would be just another recap episode but I guess the the one thing that really bothered me and it wasn't even that big of a thing was the just the weird thing that Ryoko is cooking I didn't really understand why it had to be some purple tentacle-y thing it was weird seemed a bit silly and out of place for me but such a small thing I I loved this week Favorite moments is, uh, there's quite a few really good ones this week. In fact, this is one of those weeks where everything has flowed together so well that I have, I have a hard time picking just one, you know, like I have to think back, like which was which episode, because it all, it was all very fluid. We had almost no, we didn't have any time jumps, like everyone was expecting on Wednesday to jump to, uh, the feudal era characters and whatnot, but that didn't happen this week, so it's just, it's all just one giant sequence. Because of that, it all kind of... It all just kind of fits together as like, well, this this whole thing was my favorite moment. But uh, I did genuinely like seeing Hachiko's character have some development where she just like, as soon as she's separated from her weapon, she becomes not only defenseless physically, but mentally she just starts breaking down. And, you know, the first time it happens, it's played up for, you know, drama's sake. Like, oh, God, you know, even Hachiko kind of realizes how boned they all are. And, you know, she's she's without her uh, her security blanket, as it were. And then the second time they play it up for laughs where she jumps in with a broom as her new weapon. And then it gets vaporized less than 10 seconds later. And then she's back immediately sobbing again. Even Benny's looking over at her like, what, what is wrong with you? I think I think that's probably my favorite. With uh, as Chuck mentioned, Tenchi busting out the sword for the first time and really showing his badassery, uh, being the second because that was a scene that everybody had been waiting for for a long time. Like, when is Tenchi gonna kick their ass? Like, I was, a lot of comments of where are the Light Hawk wings, where's the sword, where's Tenchi's battle ability. We know he's been training with his grandfather for all these years, so why isn't he doing that whenever he's put into these situations? And I think that perfectly encapsulates the extremes that he waits for before he blows this. And uh, seeing how Sasami had to go into the school and uh, MIB neuralize everybody to make them forget what happened i think that that kind of it kind of goes to show that he realizes that you know the the sword is there for emergencies only and that was that was the type of emergency it took uh, least favorite I, I don't have one like this this week was just great all around like if, if we really want to be truly nitpicky you could say the recap part but i'm almost starting to just decide to myself to not include that in in my list of oh that's what's wrong with this week because there's going to happen every week it's something i've gotten used to life will go on this week was phenomenal i i can't think of a single part that bugged me no probably said it best this week was awesome everything and everything coalesced in a nice in a nice fluid way if you watch the supercut in particular i'm going to throw a pitch out here if you watch the supercut it feels like just one long episode with a, a recap with a recap at the end i mean that's really what happened this week is you had an episode that was cut up into four pieces and off you go my favorite moment hands down easy was tenchi whipping out the sword and, and kicking that ass 
Why? Because we haven't really seen him whip out the sword and kick that ass since 1996 against Kane. That was the last time that we saw the Tenshiken wielded by Tenshi himself. Uh, we also saw it wielded by his mother, but that's beside the point. And we saw it wielded by his grandfather and Tenshi Moe in Love 2 in 1999. So it's been since 1996 since Tenshi's wielded his own, his own weapon, uh, or his, tra- his own trademark named weapon. That has to be hands down my favorite moment. Isn't surprising, I suppose. Other fa- again, other favorite moments. That one's been mentioned before. We've also mentioned Hachiko being separated from her weapon. It's it's interesting and funny as hell. But I am kind of annoyed. There, are a, I'd say I wouldn't have least favorite moments this this week uh, so much as annoying moments this week, which would be. We don't know why she does this. It's I'm assuming it's something mental. It's something in her head. Uh, Hell, Washu says in uh, OVA2 somewhere that you don't need light hawk wings in your daily life. It's probably only mental. Uh, I'm assuming it has something to do with uh, Hachiko's mentality. Uh, I theorized in, a, in the discussion thread, I think, that it's like... Uh, again, she's playing the dog character from the Momotaro legend. You separate a dog from her, fav- from her favorite chew toy, she's going to... Wine. So that's kind of maybe that's what's going on with Hachiko. I'm not sure. However, another favorite moment of mine from this week that no one's mentioned, and it's it's just me me loving it because it's kind of cute, is Rui of the Science Club. That is Yuki's right right hand girl. She is deathly afraid afraid of spiders. Apparently, we see we see her faced with spiders twice in the course of this week. Once where they're kind of screwing around, she's trying to get a manga to read because they're all lazing around because they can't find the way out and they're stuck. So while she's pulling at a box, suddenly down from the ceiling goes a little spot, a creepy spider right in front of her face, and she freaks out and falls over. And there's a little comedy uh, at the end of the se- of the sequence in episode 13. Uh, she's hauling all these boxes for Yuki, and Yuki's telling her to hurry her ass up. And Yuki dangles a little spider down in front of her, and then she motors like like a freaking uh, car so fast that Yuki's actually now telling her to slow down. I don't know that little that little sight gag and that little comedy. It puts more development into those two characters, which while this week focused on Hachiko and Benny, we did get a little bit of characterization with Yuki and Rui as well. As far as least favorite moments, again, essentially annoying things like Hachiko. Why why is Hachiko like the way she is? We also got this flashback with Benny, or flashback or flash sideways or whatever the hell it was, where she's. Talking to Momo, Momo looks like she was in the feudal era, so we did see a little feudal era stuff, but not much. She saw the, saw Momo in, in the past, and then Hachiko from the present runs in front of her and separates the two of them. So there's something going on there. Where I, we've got some discussion in the discussion thread going, but still, that's kind of a curiosity right there. I think this week was pretty much the uh, the perfect week so far. I mean, as many people have said before... There's really not anything wrong with this week. It was pretty much spot on, right from the ground running. It was it was pretty it was pretty phenomenal. But I think the one thing that really did it for me, I said this when we just before we started casting, but this was the first week. I guess you would say a blend of favorite moments. Really, that whole arc, that whole lost in the maze, traversing the labyrinth arc of those three little episodes. I didn't feel, you know, for the first time, I could sit down and watch the episodes, and I didn't feel like I was waiting to see the episode with Ryo Gaega and Sasami. I could actually sit down and watch and enjoy Hachiko, Benny, Rui, Tori, the whole nine yards. Like, I didn't, I just didn't have that feeling, and that was a nice one. And I think a part of that was because, you know, we look at the development with Hachiko, and 
one of my favorite moments was when after they get out of the storehouse or the storage place, Benny starts making fun of Hachiko for the way that she acted in there. And you get that Ryoko and Aika feel like, oh, no, you were like this. And then she's making fun of her. I mean, that's fantastic. Like, that's what the show needs. The show needs moments like that. And so I would probably have to say that was my favorite moment because it's endearing us more to the new girls. And in particular, Hachiko and Benny. I think Hachiko, the moment where she flipped and did a 180, the majority of the people who mentioned that said that they liked, they're, they're a fan of Hachiko now because of the way that she acted. And, oh, this and that. And, I mean, that's that's really cool. That's really cool. I mean, I that's not the moment I would have called to be the one where people would start to uh, warm up to Hachiko or the new girls. But, I mean, that's if that's the one that does it, that's the one that does it. And then, of course, naturally, there's it's great to see the girls again and see them kind of dress up for the festival, which is, you know, something we'll talk, we'll talk about in the next question. But uh, as far as least favorite moments go, I'm going to kind of go and uh, make it unanimous this time. You know, uh, other like Pi said, it was a, it was little annoying pieces. But if I had to say, like, was there anything bad about the show this week? No, like I, there was nothing that really stood out to me like, oh, you know, that really took away from it. Were there a few annoying moments? Yeah, but they didn't last very long. Like when uh, I think it was the start of episode 12 where Hachiko gets the broom and then immediately gets broken and she goes back down and starts sobbing again. I thought that was kind of annoying because it was just like, right, it was extremely quick. And oh man, she's crying again. But on the same token, I mean, it's, Everything is so quick that it doesn't become a lull in the show. Like, it's it's done really quickly, and then they go to the next part. So, a little bit annoying to me, but overall, like, I wouldn't, I would not take that away from the show. I think that was a good thing for Hachiko, and overall, this week was fantastic. This week, more than any other, was filled to the brim with references and callbacks. What are your thoughts on said references and callbacks, and do you feel like they are being done right? Well, I think everybody, of course, was mentioning about his his sword and such about it from this week and last week. Seeing him in action again is really good. And not bumbling Tenchi from what we've seen in the first OVF. Not rusty old piece of junk, as I believe the title has been used more than once in the English translation for the first OVA. He's using the sword. He's using it properly. He's making good use of it, especially when it comes to saving Benny and Hachiko in, in the class. And then, of course... The, the the agent sasami thing yeah i'm pretty sure everyone can agree about the the humorous references on of that i love the fact that they in most anime and manga they never synonymously reference each other and i've known that the the, the tenchi manga has made references with the ovas in the in, in this case of it for the for the example of them i believe there was one reference with ryoko being tested by washu in the last episode of the OVA is also referenced in the manga several times. And then this and then of course, like I said, seeing Ryoko cooking just is my personal callback from the from the, the manga series as well. Because I love the manga as much as I love the anime. So I'm just gonna go for that one. Even though most of the uh the recaps were not necessary in the case of it in, in some ways, if there's something you miss in the the, the, the references within the episodes. That's the only lo- that's the only love that I would have for the call for the uh, the recaps is you miss things that you didn't get to see in the episodes. Other than the obvious, uh, great to seeing Ryoko and Sasami and Aika in there, especially Aika. 
Uh, her type of moment was a little bit more subtle than Ryoko and Sasami's, but she was uh, dressed up in a type of maid outfit, and I kind of felt that with that type of outfit that she was going to be a part of, that she's going to be a part of uh, the festival in maybe a maid cafe or something along the like. And I kind of find that a little humorous from uh, some of the past episodes and I think a couple of chapters in the manga where she and Ryoko had to get a job, I believe, as uh, waiters and whatnot. And I can only imagine what kind of shenanigans are going to come out of that if Ryoko is also going to be serving in uh, the cafe at the school. As for if they're being done well, for people that are following the series that followed it for as long as we have we get those references tenchi's sword and like the characterizations of ryoko sasami and aika i don't know if there's anything hidden references maybe you guys would bring up but overall i feel that the anime is doing a good job in showing those references now for new people coming into the series though with the tenchi ken they might question about that. Like, they might say, where did Tenchi get that sword? Or, oh, where are their lightsabers in here now? What's going on? Type thing. And I'm hoping that that will give them incentive enough to check out the original OVA and the other series to kind of understand, like, oh, okay. Uh, what I'm hoping for this anime is that it makes people want to watch the old Tenchi to get a better appreciation for this new anime that people are now slowly beginning to like more. The, the, the various references in there, um, pop culture references, I even think it might have been a bit of a stretch, but a little thing about Sasami when she was at uh, when she was in the school council and somebody goes, is she some sort of teen idol? And uh, I'll let somebody else comment on that, uh, perhaps. The, so, so things like that in Sasami's moments, those are fun. They're absolutely appropriate for this this series. It's short, it's fast-paced, it's fun. And then the callbacks, like several of them mentioned, um, I, for one, loved, uh, as was uh, previously mentioned as well, Benny, first her, her punch being blocked by Tenchi, and she's just kind of like, wait, what? And she's questioning her own strength, like, what what just happened there? Very reminiscent of OVA1, Ryoko, um, and, and Yosho in that case. So that was great. I think there's I think there's a need for, for these uh, these types of, these anchors to the original material, if you will. And not just for, for us watching and for feel-good nostalgia reasons, but I think there's times where, uh, uh, I think as we, we've said, especially when we were starting out with this cast, is it's, it's, it's a lot's changed since Tenchi started out. Fortunately, we have Nagishi as we've gotten some distance on uh, a few weeks have gone by and seeing the direction the series is going i was a little afraid at first i was a little gun shy but right now i, I really think overall it's going in the right direction and then sight unseen here i don't even know who the writers are involved but i i would just say just by just by watching it um we've got some uh, some young blood in there we've got you know and uh so we have a lot of these uh newer anime elements if you will we have aika in a maid outfit and she's going to go to the school's uh festival's cafe and you have ryoko kind of more of a yandere character you know when when she's like forcing tenchi to eat her cooking very much a, a callback to oea but different and also um i i love that it was played to comedic effect but during that time during that moment um right <laughs> when tenchi's in the kitchen and and sasami's like oh 
uh, look at that. I, I got to go do a thing. And, and Aika is also like, yep, um, um, got to go. Well, see you later, Tenji. They don't want any part of that. And I love that they did it. And years have gone by. So, you know, oh, heaven forbid that the characters have changed a little bit as long as they're still who they are at their core, which I, I, I think they are, as, as every indication has been thus far. You know, if this were the old school stuff, I could just see Aika, you know, being like, oh, you, you monster, how dare you get that away from Lord Tenchi and I'll defend you, Tenchi. But here she was just, oh, Ryoka's in one of her crazy moods, apparently. Well, we're just going to leave the room. Um, but uh, not to say that I didn't enjoy it, but I guess the point I'm getting at is is just um, the little callbacks like that for, for us old school fans. I think we we need that. Most of us, anyway. I think by now are accepting. It's, yep, it's 2014. Tenchi's, uh, a lot's changed. And there's going to be little differences. There's going to be differences in tropes. There's going to be differences in, in the writing and such. So we need those sources of familiarity to... Uh, kind of comfort us. Everything's okay. Everything's all right. It's still Tenchi. Uh, well, for me, there were two distinct different versions of callbacks and references. There were the ones to Tenchi's own past, and then there were the ones to more pop culture stuff. Uh, we've talked about the Men in Black one uh, to, at good length, uh, but the other one that no one's mentioned so far is Indiana Jones. I mean, the, the week starts off, they're walking in this uh, this warehouse, and it literally, like, it's it's a frame-for-frame frame shot. It's a remake of the warehouse where the uh, Ark of the Covenant is stored away at the end of the first indie film, so that was a funny little visual callback. But then they double down on it by having the boulder chase them, and so it's there was there was definitely a big old indie reference going on in this in this week and i thought that was it was funny i mean indie references have been done in so many different shows and in anime and western stuff it's just one of those ubiquitous moments that everyone's a fan of so it was it was fun to see that in tenshi and then more importantly uh, i think are the references to older tenshi stuff and like I, who and I talked about uh, Benny Deck and Tenshi sort of reminding us of when Ryoko tries to punch Yosho in OVA one. Another one that I got, and I don't, I'm I'm curious to see if anyone else got the same vibe that I did. Um, when Ryoko was cooking, and she turns around to scold Aika and Tenshi for not believing in her cooking, and the the purple monster thing like reaches around, and they're like, "Oh no, look out, Ryoko!" And it looks like it's gonna grab her, but she just not even flinching, just reaches and just tears it to pieces. That sort of reminded me of the first episode of OVA1, where after the school is blowing up and she's charging at Tenshi, like, how dare you call a beautiful woman like me a monster, and steps on the rake, and you're just expecting it to just wang her in the face, but she just takes it in stride and smashes it out of the way. That's That scene really reminded me of uh, of the cooking scene. Or vice versa, I should say. So I'm, I'm curious to see if anyone else picked up on that. But um, I will say, for the references to older Tenshi stuff, I think it's very important that almost all of them have been to OVA uh, continuity so far. A not insignificant number of people out there who maybe weren't not uh, as big of fans of the universe continuity have really sort of been leery about Ai Tenshi Muyo because of uh, Hiroshi Nagishi's direction. They've pretty much said, oh, this is just going to be like Tenshi Universe. And I think this week really, really goes a long way to show that no, this is not just universe love. There is, there's definitely 
a lot of respect and love and callbacks for the OVA continuity as well because, I mean, we've said it before and we'll say it again, this show was and is a celebration of the entire Tenshi Muyo franchise. So I think this week's callbacks to the OVA continuity really, they should go a long way in helping alleviate some people's fears that this is not just going to be a a universe love fest. This is going to be a Tenshi love fest. And so I think that's that's really the most important thing uh, that the references uh, had for me this week. Sasami, you ever flashy thing me? No. I ain't kidding, Sasami. You ever flashy thing me? No. There were a lot of good references this week, both you know in-universe, as it were, and out-universe. Uh, someone had mentioned previously the uh, Sasami Idol quote, which one of these I had actually picked up on. The other one we had uh, mentioned in our previous discussion, how, uh, you know... There, there's kind of a joke that goes around about Sasami jokingly being called Hatsune Miku or a Vocaloid character in general because a lot of aspects of her design are shared with those characters. So it seemed kind of fitting to have that joke thrown in there that when she's at the school, they're like, oh my god, do you think she's like an idol or something? Not only are they commenting on her radiance, her her obvious beauty compared to the, the rest of the girls in the school, but they're also joking about the fact that she looks like, you know, she looks like a musical idol, a fake musical idol at that. There's also the fact that the voice actress for Sasami was a musical artist as well. I don't know if she still does things because she is getting up there in years but she's uh she was at one point so it could also have been a callback to real world stuff and not just another fictional character which would, would be a nice kind of like you know double layered reference thrown in there ryoko's cooking was another interesting one as yoku had mentioned earlier he found it a reference to akuda's manga where she where they had a, a focus on her cooking or lack thereof but in my opinion not only are they referencing that but they're also referencing the sequence in the ova where she's trying to cook visibly for the first time on camera and she's just failing miserably at it. So she starts adding a bunch of stuff willy-nilly, just like she does here. Like, she just grabs four things of, of spices between her fingers and just goes, just shakes it in there really quick. Like, she doesn't have any inclination of what the hell she's doing. She doesn't really have a rule book or a cookbook she's following. She's just throwing shit into the pot to see what it does. It's the same basic thing. You know, she's just putting stuff in here hoping that it works same thing like when it starts boiling over when she's stirring the pot you know cauldron like almost like a witch of some sort boil you know what i can't think of the the phrasing right now but basically she's she's doing that but it, you know instead of boiling over and becoming like this this kind of goopy creature like thing that it does in the ova now it's just like a rainbow smoke but the visual similarities between both of those sequences were uh not coincidental i think i think it's definitely you know it, it's it's been it's been handling them with a lot of taste like they they are obviously are callbacks to fans but they're not so obviously so that they stick out like a sore thumb and sometimes you have to think about it too like in the uh, in the case of benny decking uh benny decking tenchi at the end of uh one of the episodes she uh you know i i had no idea like i did not even think about that being a reference to the second half of the gag from when uh ryoko tried punching uh katsuhito in the ova1 you know because that part had two that that joke had two parts in the ova as well there was the first part 
where Yosho Katsuhito is, you know, groping Ryoko, and then he she turns around, throws a punch, he catches it, and just kind of nonchalantly continues on with the discussion that he was having before. Same thing with here. Benny is just sick of this shit. She throws a, a sucker punch. Tenshi catches it, completely throwing her off guard, just like Ryoko. And, you know, you know in her mind, she's just sitting there thinking the whole time, like, what the hell? Like, nobody's been able to do that before. Come, come to get to this this sequence here. It's very end, very touching. You know, she, he just saved their lives. They finally emerge from the horrible warehouse, and not, she doesn't have like a nice thing to say. She just says "sensei," and he turns around and she just decks him. And then that's that's the other half of the joke, the other half of the reference. When Ryoko punches the stairs, wondering if she's not that quick or not that strong. Like, where did my power go? How did this guy manage to do it? It's the same basic idea here. I didn't even think of that until who said something, I think. Or maybe it was Pi said something after the episode was out and we were watching it and, and discussing it later on. I, I didn't even think of that as a reference. So I think that it's... You know, it's being done very tastefully that, you know, something like that could slip under a fan's radar. And then, you know, once, once you think about it, you're like, oh, wow, actually, you're, you're right. That's exactly what that is. Dun, da, 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 da. Um, this entire ep- this entire sequence has been fun as hell. I really I really love it. I highly recommend it. And I'll have to just end by saying, ah, kawaii Besides the one of the coolest references being the uh, the Men in Black one, one of the other ones that I think was also kind of a subtle one that we were kind of questioning. But I'm I'm considering everything else that they've thrown in. I'm almost 100% certain on this one is when the Science Club are stuck, and Benny is reading something, and they're like, "Benny, what are you reading?" And she's like, "Oh, this. Oh, this is just an old manga." That is a reference to when Ryoko and Aika are trying to get to Tenchi. And Ryoko is, you know, like, oh, Sami, what are you reading? And she's, you know, kind of uh, blushing a little bit. And she's like, oh, you know, these are just manga. These are just comics for girls. And this is how uh, people on Earth, this is how they do relationships. Come to find out later on in the episode, Tenchi's like, wait, what are you reading? Oh, dad's old, you know, dad's old comics. Those are like from the 70s and 80s. And it kind of just brings Aika and Ryoko down. Everything about this show is made for old Tenchi fans. Like, that one little subtle reference that people probably went right over their head. Even more so than the punch. Oh, all this, this is just old manga. I'm not saying that you have to love the show. I'm not saying you have to think it's your favorite of all time. But I'm just saying, if you're a Tenchi fan and you don't like this show, it's you, not the show. The show is doing literally Every little reference you can think of. They're referencing Universe. They're referencing the OVA. And it's little pieces. It's little pieces of love thrown in there. Like, oh, hey, they're they're just sitting there doing nothing in this old abandoned place. Well, what would Benny do? Oh, she'd probably be, you know, just kind of slacking off while uh, everybody else... Well, what is she reading? Old manga. Boom. That's a reference to the, it's a reference to the OVA. So, I think that was one of the things that just really stood out to me. Uh, among everything else, obviously, Indiana Jones and, you know, Men in Black, and there's the Hatsune Miku reference, which a number of people have made in Tenchi fandom since, uh, or Hatsune Miku became big, and of course, Sasami and Miku are very, very similar. But I think as far as them doing the references right, I, I think they're doing them perfectly. You know, they don't feel out of place. They work very well with the scene. How else, how else are they going to get? What, what other, what great way 
Oh man, we have to make him forget. Oh, okay, we're just gonna walk in there with a neuralizer and get him. That's great. Nobody, nobody can hate that. That is just that is pure fun. The show, I think, is doing references very and references and callbacks very, very well, and it's being very respectful to the source material that it is doing as well. Now we're going to to discuss some of the things that you, the Tenchu fans out there, have been talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, starting last week, we have decided to start a new thing called iTenshi Talkback, inspired by Yoku's friends over at the Toonami Faithful podcast. The idea being that you may not necessarily be able to be on the podcast, but you can still get in the podcast, as it were. We, what we are doing is we are having you comment on our YouTube videos, on our Facebook, or on Twitter, however you please, as long as we have a way to see it, with the hashtag iTenshiTalkBack, so that you can express your thoughts and potentially have them read aloud uh, on the show and possibly discuss, depending on what you have to say. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to cover all of them, so I, you know, if you don't have yours read this week, you know, we're, we're sorry. Like, we wish we could cover every single comment that we get and discuss them in depth, but we, you know, there is a length that we have to hit. So, we're doing three, I think, this week, and our very first one comes from Victor De Salva on Facebook. He says, uh, "I don't have anything to say at the moment, but I support this group 100%." on the Tenshi Muyo fandom. I mean, there's not a whole lot to discuss there, just, you know, expressing the gratitude. Victor, we're very glad to be doing everything that we do for you, uh, bringing the episodes daily as quickly as we can. Uh, this is a very exciting time for everybody, and we are, uh, we're, we're really excited to be able to do this for the fans, with the fans. We, we, we greatly appreciate the sentiment. We definitely wanted to, to give you a shout-out uh, as thanks for showing your appreciation. Uh, I'm sure everybody else does as well. It's just... Uh, you know, Victor had used the had used the hashtag, so Victor, you you get the gold rose for this week, uh, or the blue rose, I suppose we would say. Max on Facebook, yes, Max on Facebook says, "I wonder if the new girls will interact with the originators." Absolutely, like it's it is coming. We've already seen Sasami go to the school. Um, we're all theorizing that Aika is going to be at the cultural festival. Ryoko will definitely be there if Aika is going to be there. So it's it's coming, and they've been building up to it for a while now. They've really just been introducing us to the new girls, getting us to like them, uh, getting us to really know what what's the deal with them. And once 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 they give us a good handle on the new girls, they're absolutely going to turn them loose, and it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun to see how how the two completely different groups of girls handle. Just coming into contact for the first time. It, it's going to be something that really has not been seen in uh, Tenshi franchise in ever. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think absolutely, Max, it is going to happen and happen very soon. That is very interesting. Like Chuck had said that you know Sasami had already met them, but they don't remember Sasami now. What is probably going to happen is a small theory. I'm not going to extra, you know expand on it too much, but you know in the episode, I think episode eight. Uh, where they're going back and Benny and Momo, Momo sent down to the planet and Benny's ship, you know, may or may not explode. They refer to a person as So-sama and they refer to it as a him. And this is, you know, possibly assumed to be the main antagonist that we don't know about, but we only had a little hint about. I think this is just a theory. 
They'll have the girls come together at the festival. There'll be laughs. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll have a nice day. But I think one of the things they might also do is get both of the both of the sets of girls together and then introduce the big bad guy in some way, shape, or form. Kind of in the same vein as they did with Kagato, where they threw him out there, but then they pulled him back. And, you know, all the girls are like, oh my god, it's Kagato, what do we do? And so I think, I don't know, obviously, but... In my mind, I think that's probably one of the things they'll do, is they're building up to that, uh, the two girls coming together, or the two sets of girls coming together, everybody's looking forward to that, and then they'll probably introduce the big bad guy, and I think the, when that happens, probably next week, maybe the week after, maybe the halfway point, I think people, anybody who uh, doesn't enjoy the show at that point, they'll probably be in love with it by that point, so thank you, Max, for uh, sending that in. Yeah, I'm thinking next week, potentially, or building up to it very, very quickly, especially with how much they've been hinting at the festival. Why? What is the deal with this this uh, warehouse? It's because we put all the festival stuff in here. What do they talk about beforehand? Well, you know, the festival's coming up. we got some preparations to make. What does Tenshi talk about when he gets back? Well, you know, there's festival preparations. And then Aika kind of drops the thing, uh, talking about how traditional festival attire is uh, slightly fancy, uh, you know, and she's wearing the maid outfit. She kind of refers to that as festival wear, or, you know, you would wear this around the time of the festival. So even if yeah, the, the girls have been told no, stay away, bad, don't go near the school, but I do not think that that's going to stop them. I, I think, especially seeing how aggressive that Ryoko has suddenly been uh, about just Tenchi eating her food. I... <laughs> After her outburst the previous week, when Tenshi gets home and she's just like, "Who did this to you? I'm a, I'm I'm going down there. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat some asses." She's there's there's no way that it's not gonna happen. The festival is the place, you know. Sky's the limit. Space is the place. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen pretty damn soon. So, who wants to throw out a bet that Mahoshi and Kione are gonna be running a cotton candy vending uh, at the fat festival? I was just thinking, wouldn't that be the greatest thing? Ryoko and Aika both at this festival. What a wonderful universe callback that'd be if they both had rival stands and were trying to sabotage the other. Oh my god, that would have been just so much a retro orgasm right there. Alright, uh, now let's go on to our final question uh, or piece of Tenshi, I Tenshi talkback that we have for the week. This comes from Tachi Ni on YouTube. Tachi Ni says... Uh, do you, you have any assumptions on what Ryooki's new look might be? And I feel like this is a very important question to touch upon because this has been a pretty hot-button topic for a lot of people in the fandom right now. We have no indication so far of what she looks like uh, because she has simply has not been in any of the promo art. She hasn't had any character sketches. We haven't even gotten a hint that she's even there you know, it seems like for transportation purposes, you know, they don't have to go very far. And whenever they do have to go places, they either walk or, uh, you know, in, in the case of Washu, she can just teleport Tenchi wherever she needs to be with her devices. That said, I'm pretty sure she's going to show up. It would be really very strange if she didn't simply because, you know, she she was the face of the show. You know, she was the mascot. She was the one that everybody like kind of saw and was like, "Oh yeah, it's the cabot." Like it was one of the most. It was it was its hook, I guess you could say. It was the cute animal of the group, and you know she was able to be used in so many ways. She's essential character. She's been in every single iteration of Tenshi. There is no way that she wouldn't be there. Uh, we just have no idea what she would look like, and 
how different would she look would be, I guess, another thing. I can't really think of much in the way that they'd have to deviate from her original design. I mean, they could add a few things here and there, maybe make her fur a little bit different looking, maybe make her a little bit older, maybe longer fur because it's been a few years. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what they would do to like change her with this new style. Really, I mean, every most people. And this this also kind of calls back to a comment that somebody that Angel had left with the hashtag that is is a little crazy of a discussion, but I did want to give him a shout out as well in terms of this. Most of the characters look pretty similar, but their hairstyles have definitely changed and in some cases are a little bit less noticeable or iconic as they used to be, like Washu's crab-styled hair. Those characters underwent slight transformation with the hairstyles, but but physically they remain virtually identical. Ryooki, she's she's a cabot. What what can you change there? I, I don't think there's a whole lot to, to change in her design. You can modernize the look a little bit, as we've seen with all of the girls. There were more. There will more than likely be, if she does show up, a more modern look. But in some, in kind of the same vein as Kione, I'm not 100% convinced she's going to show up. I do think if she does show up, it'll be very minimal. I don't want it to be that way. But that's kind of, and obviously the show has done everything for the fans, so I would be, I would completely, I would be completely dumbstruck if they didn't at least put Ryooki in there. But I think, I hope that if she does show up, she'll at least show up in ship form uh, to go after this crazy antagonist that they had slightly hinted at. But I, I, I don't think it'll be too much different. I, don't, I think it'll be very much the same. It'll just be a little bit more modern looking. More what you would expect Ryooki to look like in, say, Dorarara. Judging by the designs that the character designer chose for a lot of the new girls in kind of streamlining their looks, they're not, you know, so extravagant. I get the feeling that if Ryooki were to come back, she would have retained a lot more of her characteristics the eyes i think might be where some of the change would be happening for her because if you look at her design in the old series along with all the other girls especially with characters like uh, sasami and aika with her kind of droopy eye look they have that look also with ryo oki i was also going to throw this little fact out here too is that uh ryo uh ryo oki was not just the uh, mascot for Tenchi Muyo in particular, but also for a lo- for a long time in the 90s, Ryooki was the mascot of AIC proper. Actually, uh, Pioneer Anime, Pioneer Anime, P Anime, as it was known in the in the West, what it had its logo was Ryooki sitting there winking at you, right, with P Anime written under her. So I'm fairly confident AIC knows what they're sitting on, and they just haven't revealed what she, what her looks going to be. Now, is she going to be a big focus of the series? Probably, possibly not. We'll have to see how the how the series manifests itself. Reports of uh, Ryooki's demise are premature. Honestly, I'm going to be really surprised. I had not even thought about the fact that Ryooki has not appeared on this show. It's, it's the vital character necessary of this show. You cannot think of Tenshi Muyo, anything Tenshi Muyo, without Ryooki. Every incarnation, every spinoff has had alliteration of Ryooki, even if it's not the same on the character. Even Sasami Magical's Girls Club to Magical Project S has a Ryooki. And for Ryooki to not have any appearance time or any concept design or even any hint of her existence in the new series is very, very bizarre. You you have to have that 
that that character in the series. That that so ends our I Tenchi Talkback section for this part of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to participate in this part of the podcast, be sure to uh, comment on our YouTube page or any of the individual YouTube's uh, videos, any social media that you have that you have us on, Facebook. You can even use the I Tenchi Talkback hashtag on Twitter, and we'll be looking out on there. Comment. Use the iTenshi Talkback hashtag, which will be included in the video description so you can see exactly how we will be looking for it uh, anywhere. So that gives us an idea that you want to be heard on the podcast. We'll be picking a few of those every single week, and hopefully we will be able to engage further with fans as the series continues and eventually draws to a close here in December. Thank you again to Victor, Max, Tachini, and Angel for their thoughts this week. Uh, we hope that uh, we've answered your questions or just, you know, the mention makes your day. Dang on, back for you. And thank everybody who listens and watches iTenshi Muyo that we sub every single day on the Tenchi Forum TV account. If you are a fan of Tenchi Muyo and would like to discuss all things iTenshi Muyo and Tenchi Muyo in general, go to TenchiForum.com where the carnival never ends, much like the discussion. And if you like what you hear on here with TenchiCast, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, any social media outlet you can think of. Until next time, stay gold.